And thank you for listening once again. Boy, we've had a, a busy few weeks, haven't we? <laughs> ha- have we? What have we? What have we been doing lately? What's everyone been playing? Oh, well, uh, still Zelda for the most part. Finally, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I feel like maybe I can fight Ganon. I'm about 30 hours in. I think I'm about <laughs> at that <laughs> point. I mean, you, what? <laughs> oh, no, I'm probably actually over that. I'm probably Did about you, 40 uh, or 50. Have, are you, you've gotten all the, like temple like or the giant animal thing i've done all the divine beasts i've done about 90 shrines uh out of 120 still only found like 60 or 70 korok seeds out of 900 and i don't think i'm gonna be going for all 900 yeah. no it, i mean that i don't know like i don't know if this suck the joy out of yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if like you want the spoiler about what happens i do i, I know what happens when you get yeah. all of them it's it, you, <laughs> you get, get a, a golden piece of shit you get a literal piece of shit it is no joke about it it is a but piece of shit it's because the korok seeds in general are kind of like if they're smelly and they're little droplets of stuff that comes from the korok oh <laughs> like it's literally the description Gosh. is it is more than likely just a piece of shit yeah people it's like oh it, it has a very distinctive smell dot 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 and uh yeah but apparently you know korok maybe someday it'll do something people are like trying to figure out if it'll do anything is that game gonna have dlc and stuff yes it, it already has it already have one dlc right it already has one dlc there's a season pass oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a 20 dollars season pass it has one dlc it's weird with a zelda game that has dlc yeah i mean let, let's be real nintendo games that have dlc is just like absurd to me because it's taken them so long to get here it's fundamentally weird for sure and you I know mean, Mario Kart, I think was one yeah Mario the first Kart one that actually Smash did Bros it. had it. Oh we, well, Smash uh, yeah Smash like Bros. character DLC and stage yeah. DLC. But that was that actually like stage DLC or was that like free update? Uh, I don't the did you have stages to pay for those? you did have to pay for. I okay, believe. I I I didn't have a Wii U, so yeah. Uh, anyway, but it yeah, I've been doing that just still kind of. But finally, you know, started playing some other games. Uh, started playing some Gears of War again. Just kind of remembering that game it's a pretty fun game you know the first one the i first haven't one? played any of the play, are you playing like the remaster or something no 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 no. i just yeah, still playing on my oh, xbox wow. 360 it's playing an God. old old throwback game well hey eventually you should like actually you don't have an xbox one do you no i don't yeah, i still can, don't i still can, need to get I think that you can eventually play xbox 360 games on there most i think yeah, gears of war most, might be one of the most sure gonna, i'm like sure the gears of war are because not I mean, all games but like i remember talking about there was a big talking point right well, I know that Gears is backwards compatible. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, did yeah, that yeah. as part of the launch. Oh, it's yeah. like a Microsoft yeah, yeah. game, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Evelyn, what have you been playing these days? Um, I was playing Subnautica the other day. I don't know if you guys oh, know that. Oh, yeah, I, I picked that up pretty recently. It's Yeah, it was on the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, I picked that up. Uh, it it's, is. It's, it's scary. It's scary. It's scarier in VR. at the same time. In VR, it's like. I really want to play <laughs> Holy VR, shit. but I don't have like, a VR headset. Yeah. But I bet, oh my god, I haven't what is it? I'm not familiar. Enough. Yeah, it's a game where you are in a spaceship and it crash lands on this ocean planet, and then you have to basically survive. Yeah, to, to not just to okay. kind of you know throw that away, but it's just it's another survival game. Yeah. Um, except this time you're in the middle of the ocean. There has and been. It's, it's yeah. really really beautiful. Um, you're on an alien planet too. Yes, it's an alien planet. It doesn't hold your hand for anything. Uh, you just have to figure everything out yourself. Yeah. And it's kind of creepy sometimes. <laughs> no, yeah, it's very scary. Like, um, like Outlast kind of scary or just like, kind of like, no, it's, it's like, it's like the ocean is terrifying. Mm, and like okay. being alone, um, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but like being alone in the middle of nowhere. Right. And just like trying to fight to survive is kind of, uh, yeah. terrifying in and of itself. And the fact that like, there's a vast, deep, dark ocean and you have to find everything you need to survive. Yeah. And so like a little stressful and kind of yeah. scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but it's the like, game is beautiful. Yes. And you're swimming through these like amazing, majestic alien creatures and just beautifully designed world. It's e- even though you're like half the time you're just catching those like fish. filtering fish and you're like, <laughs> yeah. give me water. Yes. You get water out of the fish. 
because it oh, filters okay. it, fil- it filters the sure. toxins out. Yeah. I guess yeah. I don't know why not. Works. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but like yeah, because like, and I don't know how much of it you have played, but not a lot. Yeah, but like there are times where it's like you you have this like there's this giant ship out there that you can pretty much see from almost any point in the, on the your map. ship your crashed ship. Well, it's it's like a crash cruise liner or something. It's not because oh, like, you're, like not you're, you're, your sh- you're, you have a pod. Right? Yeah. And that's the ship. Haven't you seen that big giant crash cruise liner that it said it was going to explode or whatnot? Yeah, that's the ship that your pod was attached to. Yes, yes. That's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, when, when, I, when you say there's your ship, I meant like I was yeah, thinking the pod, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So there's, but, you're in an escape pod, and then over there is the ship that you escaped from yeah. that crashed, and it's And it's funny because you get like, in within the first like couple hour or so, it kind of goes like, oh, Ship's nuclear thing is going to detonate. You can't stay here anymore. Leave all of your shelter. Oh. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, it was basically more like, okay, it explodes and it's like, whatever. So now it's like over radiated and you have to deal with that stuff yeah. through upgrades. But once you do get over there, it's like the first time I went over there, I'm just like cruising, going, trying to find if there's an entrance inside. Immediately, giant fucking fish, <laughs> millions of teeth. Yeah. I was in VR too. It was fucking terrifying. I'm just like, oh, nope, I'm out. I'm out. Bye. Zoom out. Leave immediately. <laughs> so if you have a chance to pick it up, I really recommend it. It's cool. A lot of fun. Good yeah. to know. Definitely, we'll uh, we'll give it a shot. What about you? Any other yeah. games you've been playing besides that? Uh, well, I haven't actually picked up some plates and mock in a while. And I remember last time on this podcast, I said that I needed to you know finish up a lot of games. So uh, for that, I started two new games. Okay. Instead of, of finishing any games. Instead of finishing, <laughs> that's that's how you always yep. do it. Yep. I still I still am playing player on no battlegrounds. I yep. have a nice PUBG. I have nice orange shirt and yellow track pants that makes me super visible. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I love it. Get the full traffic uh, cone going on. And anytime I die in that game, it's Stream Sniper's fault. So <laughs> Stream Snipers and Hackers. I, I'm never I'm not bad at the game. I'm totally good. Uh, <laughs> we um, all are. We're all great. Yeah. So the games I have picked up since last playing uh, is one is the long dark. Which hmm. is a very similar to Subnautica, and that is a survival game. Um, but in this time now, you're kind of put into the middle of uh, Canada, like super northern Canada, and you're left to just kind of survive. Um, it's super interesting because, well, first of all, it just came out of early access, which is why I picked it up. Um, they do have a story mode that they're actually working going through. Uh, it's super interesting because some of the voice actors for it, like Jennifer Hale, hmm. voice acts the female character. What did you say it was called? The Long Dark. The Long Dark. Yeah, Sounds it's like so up my it's app. a it's a <laughs> very very beautiful. It's a very specific art style, but in terms of it being a survival game, it is probably the most unforgiving survival game I've played yet. Really? Because it is so like you have like four different attribute. You have four different um, bars plus your condition bar. Those four bars are kind of like your temperature. Your how much sleep you've gotten, your hunger and whatever, and your your thirst, and like literally every action you take has like an, a, a set caloric amount that it takes, and like you're not this isn't a game where you can like punch stuff like you're not punching trees to get wood out of it right, you literally all you can do is scavenge and basically just survive and you basically have to run from like structure to structure out in this giant wilderness so they're not necessarily close by but like. You're almost like on the verge of hypothermia. Wolves are going to kill you at any given time. You're fighting against the environment. You're basically having to ration your food so that you're basically running on like 400 calories a day. Hmm. Jeez. That seems um, super intense. Like, yeah. You does have this to... have a multiplayer? No. Dang. It does not have multiplayer, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but it is like, it is, it is a beautiful game. And I think like the soundtrack for it is also amazing. And it, it is honestly one of the survival games that I've actually like hung on to a lot more often because it's just like, it really just kind of like hammers in just like how hard it is to actually survive. Mm-hmm. It's not like a kind of like, Ooh, like, like the thing with like with some Nautica, it's like kind of cool, but at a certain point you kind of get over the hump and you can start building your own base and it's kind of like super awesome. Yeah. yeah that's the like thing that. with, with pretty much any even remotely survival game is you get to the point where it's like, all right, you start getting better gear. You start getting to that point where it like becomes less of a challenge. Even yeah. You know, that's sort of what I was thinking with Breath of the Wild, which is, isn't really a survival game, but it has some survival yeah. game elements. Uh, and, yeah, it kind of gets to that point where it's like, all right, I feel like there's not a whole lot that's yeah. a challenge anymore. Yeah, I think the thing that makes the Long Dark interesting is that, like, yeah, your bars can fall to zero. So, like, your your temperature ball can fall to zero. And then at that point, you now are at risk of hypothermia. And the longer you stay out in the cold, the higher percentage of a chance of hypothermia you're going to get. Hmm. And that will ha- slowly make your condition bar go down. 
um, you die once your condition hits zero. But it basically means you can actually just be outside for a long time while being threatened by hypothermia and everything. And, like, it's kind of a necessary thing. You basically have to explore the map. And a cool thing about the map is that it's actually been com completely designed from scratch. So every time you start the game, um, you can choose a different region you want to start depending on, like, what difficulty or whatever not. But the map is always going to be the same. The loot tables, there are loot tables, so loot spawns um, randomly generated. But you can actually learn the map over time. Hmm. And there are different parts of the map that I think makes this game... A lot, a little bit more of like an exploration game as well. Okay, which I think is super interesting. Yeah, this sounds seems amazing. this sounds yeah. really cool. I'll I'll definitely want to check this out. Yeah. It's on. I'm assuming it's on Steam. Uh, yeah, it's on Steam. Uh, I don't know if it's out on. I don't think it's coming out to consoles. It's it's I, early access. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's sure. super interesting and like the story that they have, that's been they put out. It's only two chapters. They're still going to release more chapters, but it's super interesting. Um, I've also picked up something. Another game that just came out of early access, Slime Rancher. Oh. I freaking love that game. <laughs> that game is it is like so like I'm waiting for Stardew Valley to come out on the Switch before I play it again. Yeah. I I've heard so many people who have just been like, "Yep. I am simultaneously loving the fact that it's going to come out on the Switch and I'm so excited and also feel like I'm I want to die because it's going to destroy my life." Yes, the fact that it, I can bring Stardew Valley anywhere, anywhere. Yep. it's going to destroy me. But uh, until then, I've been playing Slime Rancher, which is has very sort of Harvest Moon esque yeah, yeah. elements the cutest, to it. Most, if you want a peaceful game, yeah, it is super peaceful. It's like very meditative. Yeah, yeah, it's like all right, just go out, grab some slimes, har get all this food out, feed my slimes, <laughs> and then but then you can start getting to the point where it's like, oh, what's this now, laboratory? This is a really good example of a game where it gets to the point where it's not hard anymore. Yeah, this game, this game definitely. I bought that game a, quite a long time ago, yeah. and the game that I'm playing right now, I have so much money that it's just like, I, there's nothing that left for me to spend it on. Yeah, you can totally break the game <laughs> so. really easily just by like, oh, well, once I realize that like Largos, which are like the two, the slime combinations, yeah. right? Um, basically, slimes, poop. Plorts. Plorts. <laughs> and these plorts are worth money. Uh, which you, you sell can sell them on the plort market. Yeah, <laughs> and basically the whole game is surrounding you, basically farming these plorts. Though there is like a weird sort of like other subplot about like other like stuff that you get through emails and like there's it, yeah. it actually gets a lot deeper than that. And like you can get into slime sciences and that. But like there comes a point where you're like realizing that like hey these plorts if if one type of slime like a pink slime eats a plort of another slime like the kitty slime. Yeah. Um, they will fuse, basically. The problem that I have with farming those ones those. is that you can not fit that many in a pen. Yeah, you can fit, like, maybe five or six. But, like, once you do the automatic feeding and just, like, fill that up with, like, whatever favorite yeah. food they have, it's, like, I'm literally ending up with, like, a hundred different plorts per plort a day. Yeah. And it's just, like, well, this is broken now. Yeah. And it's it's fun, but I'm, like, I'm still playing it. I'm still trying to explore what else is. There's, like slime science and all the there's these like treasure chests that are hidden everywhere and like mm -hmm. some and there's interesting like always, things there's new areas you have to unlock yeah and it's, it's a lot of exploration which i think is pretty cool very ex explorative which is i think the best part of the game yeah and uh, it's beautiful oh uh, yeah it is it is a it is surprisingly beautiful for what it is mm -hmm. it's also pretty adorable like just seeing yeah I, i've so i've seen little yeah slimes are so cute i've yeah. seen a little bit of it i haven't actually played it myself but i've, I've seen it in action i've seen people do some playthroughs and seen some yeah. people play it when they're like not working. i've merged the kitty slimes with my exploding slime so i have exploding <laughs> kitty slimes and they are adorable but they are a bitch to feed yeah. <laughs> the ones that only eat meat are so hard to deal with yeah, yeah i ended up i ended up fixing that by just going to the garden like building yeah. out that garden and just like yeah. getting a bunch of, of cluc cluckos <laughs> clucks or whatever the, thing that, the way that i solve that a lot of the time is to breed the meat-eating ones with vegetable ones, and then they'll eat vegetables. Oh yeah, and then so. like you can you can pick whatever favorite you have from the old one, right? And just play like, oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it seems kind of like combination of a you know Harvest Moon mm -hmm. and with a little bit of like Viva Pinata thrown in from yeah. the little bit I've seen of it. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if I talked about did I talk about Icy last time we were on? I don't think. I so. don't think so. It was the Chinese indie game. Uh, it doesn't no. sound familiar. Okay. No. So, uh, sorry if we have talked about it already, but all right, I don't so think we make, have. We'll make that three new games. Uh, Icy is this Chinese indie game that came out in last year in 2016, which 
is now me violating my golden rule where now I'm like putting off <laughs> 2017 games to play 26 games. Um, but it is this, yeah, it's a try these indie game. It's like a 2D platformer hack and slash uh, game, which is, you know, it's okay. Like the gameplay doesn't, it's, it's, it could be tighter, but it, it's still a little fun. You love 2D platformers. Uh, it's been, a lot of indie games have been the 2D platforms. Like I've been on a yeah. pretty big castle, like Metroid Mania event right lately. Uh, but the interesting about this, actually, it's probably not more of a platform. It's more just like a two-day hack and slash because you're really just like fighting enemies. But um, with some platforming elements, though, with some platform, I guess platforming elements. <laughs> um, the interesting thing about this is that there's a narrator similar to Bastion, almost, um, where they're like kind of describing what you do. Oh, Except there's a part where it's like there's a part very early in the game where it starts going like. Um, there's like a big exposition dump and you're basically trying to fight this evil robot named Judas, which I thought was a very uh-huh. interesting name. Um, and basically like I see is supposed to be this Android that was created to basically destroy Judas. Hmm. So like you're going through this thing. And it's like, I see is going to follow the arrows that are going to direct her towards her path. But then you look at like, there's a map that shows that shows you what, where you need to go. Like at the very, at, the, at this part, it's not like a overworld map you can pull up. It just happened to be a map that pops up. And there's this weird secret room, like another room in a different direction than the arrows are pointing. And, okay, well, this is where, spoilers, if anybody wants to play <laughs> it, like, if you if you really are super interested in this, um, I can say that it's very much like the Stanley Parable cross Metroidvania. Okay. Um, so, warning, spoilers, you can go into the room and basically the narrator starts going, like, wait, you're not supposed to go that way. You hmm. need to go back in there. There's nothing in this room. Well, and like literally, you you go to this room where there's like nothing in it, and you can just there's an achievement for waiting there for that long. And basically, for five minutes straight, the narrator just like berates you for <laughs> doing nothing but standing in this room. And it, it gets super meta because he starts going like, "Oh my god, you're just in here for an achievement, aren't you? This is what is wrong with video game players now. You're all over achievements because that's all you want. You just want an achievement." <laughs> Like, literally, you're going to stand here, and if I give you an achievement, you're going to stand here longer. And, like, you unlock, like, a silver achievement. It's like, see? You're just standing there still. <laughs> and it, like, literally does this, like, absurd, crazy meta thing. And, like, ev- really funny. basically every time you go through the story, there are half of the times they're like, oh, you shouldn't go to this warehouse. Like, literally, like, the narrator is obviously kind of leading you on not to go to these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you deliberately do visit them. And it's super interesting because it's like this weird game meta meta commentary about video game and video game development as you play the game. Hmm. So for somebody, as someone that like plays a lot of video games is starting to get into video game development and kind of has like an idea of how video games are built in like that whole process. It's like, this is really cool. Like yeah. it's really like, like always love some meta narratives. Yeah. And it's like, he's like talking about like how like the first iteration of this game was like meant to be X, Y, and Z, but people weren't liking that so i had to change this and like hmm. i put all this work into it and all you want to do is like like you know ignore this and do what do your like little game thing and you don't even appreciate us game <laughs> developers and it's just like is i like where it's going and i'm i'm interested to see way more of it so that's funny um, cool and like the, the the interesting thing is that uh it comes with both chinese and english audio the english audio kind of sucks it sounds like they got somebody off Fiverr to like narrate it. No, no offense to whoever actually narrated, but like <laughs> the Chinese, the Chinese narration for it is actually very good, and you could turn on subtitles, and it just feels like it has a lot more impact and weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, translation versus not translation. Uh, well, one of the things that I was sort of thinking about today, uh, somewhat topical, given the the international happening right now in Seattle, just in Key it's Arena right so now. It's been so weird. It just finished, I think. I watched Ooh. the news in the morning when I'm getting ready for work, and the news reporting on what's happening at the Dota National has been like the most surreal thing for me the last couple yeah. of days. It's been weird walking around downtown and just seeing like hundreds of people with like Dota backpacks and Dota swag just like on the bus and just walking around and... I mean, it's a normal thing. It's not like I'm saying it's like, oh, this is so bizarre. Or, oh, they're such nerds. But it is just a strange thing to suddenly be in, like, a sporting like this, event. I feel like it happened really fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, as a, as a fan of esports, and I've been seeing it, like, I was there when, like, PAX used to be the home of the North American League of Legends playoffs. I'm yeah. so right? sad they don't have that. Uh, yeah, it, it they, used to be so nice to just go in there when you were tired and sit and watch people play League for a while. Well, <laughs> that was it was me, but when, like, hype. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, no, disclaimer, it, it, I'm a COG fanboy. Yeah? Uh, no, it's, uh, it, but it is just funny to see, like, it feels like a sports thing. Like, it feels like if, uh, yeah, if you have a... great. You say it, that wearing your Sounders jersey. No, I, I, that's what I mean, though. That's, I, like, I, I'm coming straight from a Sounders game, and it, you kind of go downtown, and everyone on game day is wearing their sports gear. And it is kind of, like, weirdly getting to that similar point around, where it's, like, all of a sudden it's, like, this person's wearing a liquid jersey. This person's yeah. wearing an Echo Fox jersey. This person's wearing a a, a Cog jersey. Yeah, it's just or like EG it was, or whatever. Yeah, it was just um, it was just a very strange thing, and it's still not at that point where it's like you can tell if this person plays or not. So it's a lot of like, what what what's going on? Is this like yeah? Because you can get you can get custom jerseys. I have a custom jersey. Yeah, I have a custom COG. Uh, when they went to MSI for League of Legends, which is like a big one of the big international events, they came out with American jerseys. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I want one of those. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. <laughs> You're event. a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting and weird time. But what I was thinking about talking about is I saw today that uh, the Paris 2024 Olympics are considering having esports. And Are you kidding? Yes. Really? No, I'm totally Holy serious. shit, I'm that's it. amazing. I'm they're they're it. considering it. And I was w- thinking about that and wondering if that should be part of the Olympics, if that should be like part of like a separate event, what sh- they should do to make that successful. No, fuck that. Put it in. Yeah, no, I think that, like <laughs> I would love something like that. I-, I wonder. I mean, but like when you think about it. Yeah. When I really when you think about it, do I really want to see the U.S. get crushed. <laughs> well, we I mean, get crushed at all sorts of sports. I mean, we I, can get crushed at esports too. What's interesting and why I was sort of thinking watch Korea become the dominant esports. Well, why, <laughs> what I was thinking is, do you? What I was thinking about, maybe it should be its own thing. Is how do you determine which esports go in to the Paris Olympiad? Well, I mean, that's I a mean, good point. I mean, well, at that point, like, right, like. I mean, that's like its I mean, own tournament. I mean, in it's, general, its own five-day thing of like hundreds and hundreds of them. But like in general, right? You, if you think about it, uh, there are things. There are play things like this, like IEM, which yep, is sure. um, uh, basically a bunch of uh, organizers come together to host a tournament. And it is there's different IEMs. Like there's one for CS:GO. There's Overwatch now. Yeah. Um, League of Legends obviously is a big one. The interesting thing about it is that obviously there needs to be some some like like the IOC, right? The a committee of people that decide what games come in, come out. I mean, the IOC does that already. I think like what uh, traditional wrestling might not be an Olympic sport anymore, which I remember hearing about. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of them that sort of go in and out. Modern pentathlon is still there, which I find is amazing. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but the, the thing that makes it super interesting, I think, is that you have to then look at what these companies are doing. Because like, there, on one level, you have sports, which is like seems to be a very general. It's like, well, anyone can, you know, play soccer. There are multiple different leagues out there for soccer. Um, even though, like in America, there's only really one big big football league, and one big um, basketball league. At, at, at a certain point, it's like anyone can kind of implement and play these sports at their level. Yes. The weird thing about esports is that companies own the intellectual property and essentially in effect these games yeah which is why you have a lot of weird controversies about like well why aren't there more dota tournaments well they also have to be officially sanctioned by valve i think in order Mm -hmm. to actually be an actual dota tournament or even to use those use whatever like in in order to broadcast the game and then like for league of legends like right has recently announced that for north america they're now allowing franchising options for teams and that has created a big rift because over in uh, the European Union or EU, they're not doing franchising, and that has been a very concerning thing to many of the fran- many of the actual like places, things like Fnatic, um, Ninjas in Pajamas. They're like saying we're considering petitioning relocating to North America because we haven't heard any word about franchising as a possible thing. And like, if there's not franchising, then Nobody's gonna in- well, nobody's gonna invest in EU esports. Yeah, because everyone's gonna invest in NA because it's a much safer. Yeah, um, it's a safer, bigger safer market. Yeah. still. Yeah. Um. No, it's like I would even say that EU has like a comparable market to North America, but that franchising thing means you're not gonna get kicked uh, out. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's like, fair. It's gonna be like the NFL. There's no demotion to like Challenger Series as there is right now. Um. Instead, it's gonna be you have a brand and you basically draft players. 
and that's going to completely change that how is a weird works. thing to think it's a about a really weird concept yeah and i'm not yeah it's such a new industry and there's so much that is going to change i think really quickly now yeah. that there's the money there yeah now that more people I mean, are yeah, spending pe- money on it, it i mean yeah. it, it seems... i mean people flew here for this tournament yeah yeah so. i mean like yeah the international when you think about it like the way that valve does it is basically makes it considered the biggest um payout for any esport is because it's like it's fucking crowdfunded. Yeah, and it's the only one of like the major tournaments this year, whereas a lot of other esports will have like three or four, sometimes as many as like twenty yeah. or thirty in the fighting game community. And yeah, and- you have stuff like Evo and stuff like that. But it's like, so at what point? Because then, like, yeah, you think things like Street Fighter Five, that is done, that's owned by Capcom, and basically appears at these certain competitions because Capcom says like, yeah, says we want it's it fine, here. yeah. And so it's like you wonder, it's like, how are we going to start dealing with these things? Are we going to need some sort of like independent coalition that wants, you know, has all these developers come together to come in an agreement? Like who gets what slot? Where does the money go? You know, I really look forward to the scandal in 2024 where (laughs) Valve pulls out of the Olympics at the last minute over. (laughs) And suddenly Dota can't be shown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's why like I think you'll need you'll need organizations like. Um, ESL or IEM yeah. to come up to step up and like present these sort of things, but it's going to be very hard because you you know you have to deal with these companies. These aren't games that anybody can set up in almost in a certain way. They yeah. are paid services. Um, yeah, the, the, you, these are games as a service. This you, is have a service to go, you have to go through. You have to go through the company. There's no way around that. It, it feels like it feels really like there should be an esports Olympics, which would be super cool, and I'd be super excited by that. But it's also it, it it's hard to have that same legitimacy when you don't have the the rings, when you don't have the IOC backing it in that way. I'm not sure how you'd reconcile both of those of it being like. The Paris 2024 esports Olympiad. Yeah, it, and I don't also, think that it should happen if it's not brought into the main event. It shouldn't be its own. Exactly, event. it's like, but and it kind of has to be. If we can get this board where they establish rules and we get all this figured out, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be brought in. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, it's, it's going to get great because, like, recently, I mean. You've heard about like doping scandals in yeah. esports. Yeah. yeah, where they're doing like or uh, did you like hear Adderall about the uh, the the guy I think it was the League of Legends team, I don't remember. I just saw the article uh where he was a Chinese player and he dropped out of I, I no, it was it had to be Dota because it was for this weekend. Uh he dropped out of the tournament because quote, he had indulged in too many sensual pleasures. And didn't have the same level of focus as he normally would on the game. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. It was a. Uh, too- are you saying that he had too many prostitutes and it made him forget how to play games? Well, I mean, probably like actual sex with people, because you, you know it. Have actual sex with prostitutes? No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, yes, you do have actual sex with prostitutes, but it's like being a famous esports player in China, which is wait, like, okay, which, which to, to be fair, like let's let's just set, like set the record straight. Being a professional esports player does not mean you are like coveted over no. in the same way that God like, no. athletes are. No. That said Yet. <laughs> that said that said, it is not I'm not I would not be surprised if with an international tournament with so many people coming here from all over the world, that there would not be a number of fans that would love to sleep with so to, Dende so many, and make like so super many Dota babies. That, he forgot how to play video games. that is what he was saying. Yes. Or, like, you know, sensual pleasures, like, maybe ate a lot of good food. <laughs> and, like, it was orgasmic because... Yeah, p- possibly, but... Oh, my God, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting close to dinner time. But, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what Paris chooses to do with that, what games they bring in. Th- like, how do you even decide what games to bring in for that? I don't think that there's time for that to happen yeah. in 2024. It's it 2017, feels like that's soon. But it- maybe the next one, which is going to be in 20- LA. 2028 in LA. Wait, is it really? Yep, they've uh, they've already determined, and I think they're... Wait. 2020... Well, okay, there we go. Forgot how years worked there for a second. Yeah, so the, the next one... So there's 2024... It's, it's every two years, not every four years, with the summer and winter. Yes. Yeah, well, winter's every two years, summer, yeah. summer's every four. They, w- they no. would want to do it as part of... Winter's every four years also. No, so I thought winter was every two. No, no. winter's every four. Winter's they every they four. just but alternate. Yeah, they right. alternate. Oh, I forgot about that. Um... Yeah, we're yeah. gearing up for the Winter Olympics. Now. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's in less than six months. And the World Cup. It's going to be fun. 
but yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to think about that. I, I I agree. I think it is still probably maybe 2028 before we see that. It would it would surprise me if we saw it in 2024. It would not surprise me if we saw it in 2020. Yeah, I think you know LA's got really also a big kind of culture growing around that too, growing around esports and. Well, you know, I mean that's that's because Riot's located in Santa Monica. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big reason for it. So like, I think I think like, I mean Riot Riot's I located. That Riot would be hella well, about that. Actually, yeah. if you think about it even better. Riot's located in Santa Monica. Blizzard is located in uh, Irvine. Yes, that's right. And there's a few... I forget who is in... Um, uh, like... I, I keep thinking Palo Alto, but that's not the one. It's the... It's, that uh, sets up, anyways. Paloma. There's one in Paloma, I believe, and I forget... I think? Is there? I don't know. Uh, but it does seem like LA would be the natural place to have... Introduce that? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. 2028 would not surprise me. I think probably by 2032 we'll have at least one yeah. esports competition It's in interesting there. that we've all universally agreed that it's a summer game, not a winter game. Like, yeah. Why is that? Uh, I think, honestly, the biggest reason for that is this summer is kind of the bigger one. It, like, yeah. It's the one that's more... It isn't the sense like... like for something to be like a winter game, it like kind of has to like happen in, in the in the snow. Yeah, in it, the it, snow there has to something. be like snow or ice. It feels like yeah. I don't. I don't think there's anything in the is winter there, Olympics. Yeah, and the summer Olympics have more time. I think is the other reason for that. Like and the, what, the winter what, Olympics, I think are and just the thing is there, there there seem to be like I want to say there are like ice events in the summer Olympics too for some weird reason, right? Uh, like uh, isn't curling in the summer or is that only no winter? that's no, only that's winter. winter only winter right. so yeah like i think there has to be some sort of ice yeah. or frozen yeah. water type thing going <laughs> on no it, it does seem like that i i mean it would make sense to be like it's winter you're indoors you play video games but as I, if we don't play video games all the time of course <laughs> no but it, it's also i think one of the biggest reasons it has to be in the summer is that the Summer Olympics are like three-plus weeks, and the Winter Olympics are just 10 days. There's almost no way you could do that much in terms yeah, of fitting in. Like... There's some kinds of games where the tournaments just are not fast. No, I mean, you can, for many games, the tournaments have to be three days plus. You know, and just to talk about something slightly relevant to last podcast episode... Uh, what happens when you let esports athletes into the Olympic Village? Yeah, that's gonna be weird. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. It'd Yo, be hilarious. Fuck. I mean, it's shoot, man, thinking about what we were talking about involving, you know, uh, esports, sensual, and sensual pleasures. pleasures. I'm not sure they would have quite the same time as all the other athletes. Where, it, look, I mean, you've heard of the stories where it's like they. It's Sochi, where they gave out like garbage bags full of condoms. They had to fly in condoms for uh, Beijing and for Rio. They had they didn't have enough there. They had to fly them in by the carton <laughs> in order to make there, sure there was a plane that landed like at the the Trojan warehouse. Like, oh my god, fill it up. Yep, just emergency <laughs> emergency landing. I don't know if the esports athletes would have quite the same level of success <laughs> i mean that i mean that said like a lot of esports uh athletes are now starting to understand the importance of like physical yeah and of, like you physical know. like activity and like how it helps them mentally like I, I there are actually a lot of um sports facilities that train professional athletes that now have esports programs where they actually have like like literally like computers set up and then they have like reflex training exercises and they work with them oh, with sports like like yeah for league, I, I don't squeezing those hand things <laughs> yeah for no, like I, 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 I definitely believe you like a lot of the, the no, top yeah. players are in definitely good shape they're just not yeah. in olympian shape yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and, and like and like a lot of yeah but <laughs> the it's, guy who jogs like five miles versus the people yeah. who run marathons yeah, yeah. it is but it's super different. interesting to see how like sports psychology is now like i know the top teams in league of legends now are heavily relying on the use of sports psychologists yep. and like they have like therapists teams, on staff yeah. and stuff yeah counselors all that kind of things yeah very interesting to see how that's going to develop it's just i've it's growing in legitimacy so fast like at a rate that i couldn't have really expected like there's yeah. espn is showing it on sports center it's I so was... irritating every single day on twitter i get advertisements for esl yeah and <laughs> like, like you know i mean i or if i'm yeah. if i'm in a bar and sports center is on there's a non-zero chance that there'll be like a yes. league highlight there... on that sports center it is 
completely bizarre to me. And, and then you also weeks have ago, a... I was in a bar and they were showing on ESPN drone racing, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> oh, I mean, that was, yeah, that was, like, but also, you know, it's gonna have to. I think it's gonna have to come to the point where it does become more socially acceptable because, like, even though you see them talk about it on ESPN, you still get thousands of. T- comments that say like this, this isn't, isn't a, sport. a sport this isn't sports yeah yeah and it's like it's it's kind of it's kind of disheartening to like, see what that is your sort definition of stuff of a sport it's a competition yeah yeah people are definitely so definitely down. gonna be really interesting i mean admittedly we, we're, we're a little biased we are but... a little biased it's true and I, I mean it just the fact that people get so mad about it like why is that worth your time to get pissed off about this thing that people enjoy yeah I mean, that's the internet. That's like the goal of the internet is you are wrong for enjoying this thing that you enjoy. Only the thing that I enjoy is correct to enjoy. Oh gosh, because gosh, as, you're right. Because I as made if, a terrible mistake. As if pe- other people's in, other people enjoying like there's a limited amount of enjoyment in the world, and you're stealing my enjoyment by enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyment is a zero sum game. <laughs> oh god, it would be drama though if they did put it in for this exact oh, it'd be reason so people much would drama. freak out and it would be drama fo yo mama that was a weird thing to say yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was yeah that, it was it was definitely improper sorry everyone I actually i'm excited about it yeah people, i'm excited to watch the internet fights as people freak out debating over whether or not esports are allowed to be in the Olympics. watch the flame rah, rah, rah. wars happen yeah, yeah. definitely will be fun to watch especially like this the heavy sports forums like the espn comments or the things yeah it'd be like that bodybuilding forum that people dug up a few years ago where they argued about the days of the week (laughs) i'll I'll link a video to that and send that to you guys later but there's a it's a the worst internet argument ever where they are arguing about how many days there are in a week you know i think i've actually seen that on reddit yeah that's terrible it's pretty amazing (laughs) Uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Interesting times we live in. Yeah, in many, many ways. And especially, like, I feel like if you had esports in the Olympics, it would change a lot more often. Like, sports in the Olympics, they change. They bring in new ones and dump ones that aren't that popular anymore. But there but are not, consistent ones, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't change that much. Like, you're never going to get rid of downhill skiing in yeah. the Winter Olympics. Or you're, you're never, never going to get rid of swimming or the track. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, what happens when it's like... We came out Dota three guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all of a sudden, there's there's new games all the time. Like, how long has um, Overwatch been out? And this is already in major tournaments now. Yeah, it, it, it is. Though I don't know. I don't know if Overwatch is actually as big competitively as certainly not the, to this so, point. Not, not, no. not, not to the MOBA level. No, 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 no. But it's. I mean, it's. I could see it getting there. Yeah, and it, it doesn't take that much time. Like no. normal sports don't move that fast. No. Definitely yeah. not, and, it, and that is sort of the thing again about companies owning the games, owning then, the yeah. property, because they're they're incentivized to constantly come out with some new thing, or somebody else is oh. like, I'm incentivized to do this thing only better and like get the people who aren't interested in that, and it's just it moves and so much faster. Yeah, and something that changes um, compared to other games is like meta changes. Like nobody really comes in to like basketball and says. All right, you know, we would like to see point guards being used a lot more, so we're gonna go <laughs> ahead and increase uh, the three point, uh, the three point, the to three four. point, this three point line is a little bit closer. It's about t- a foot and a half closer. For so because we because we want to we want to make the game more exciting and we want yeah. them to finish it out earlier. And you're like, like that's never gonna happen. Really, like you're gonna have like incremental changes, right? Like you do for football. You yeah, do there's for there's meta changes yeah. in. It's weird to talk about meta changes in the context of an actual sport, but that is what it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, and I, it's not really that incremental in something like American football. Like, there's pretty significant changes from season to season. I mean, the yeah, on. yeah, there, there are there are significant changes, but they're not every two weeks where they're not balanced yeah, changes. There's not balanced yeah. changes as like they like it is as a it turns out thing season by season as opposed to a thing like. Oh, we nerfed that one character yesterday, but it turns out we overdid it, so we're fixing it today. Hey, we're going <laughs> to nerf quarterbacks and then buff them tomorrow? <laughs> we really doesn't need exactly a, happen like that. A buff on pass defense, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah, these are all interesting questions that we're going to have to grapple with yeah. as it comes to it. As sports become digital, 
What a strange, strange time. It's only a matter of time, I guess, before we get plugged in like Matrix style, and then we're all doing it. But... Actually, actually, uh, a game I have been playing recently I don't think I mentioned is like Echo Arena. Mm. It's like a VR game. It's basically like Blitzball almost. It's like okay. you're a giant. You're you're in a giant arena, three on like three on three is like how I've been playing, and it's like you basically fly through a virtual space and you pick up a frisbee and you basically have to throw it into the other person's like goal. Hmm. Okay. And it is like seeing something like that <laughs> that be- if that becomes an esport, I'm like I'm all in. It's like because you saw people going like woo like in VR <laughs> and like oh I need to go over this way oh I need to go over this way. It seems like controlling would be. Very entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, what uh, VR headset do you have? I have an Oculus. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, it, it's still three ninety nine. <laughs> have you been comparing it, or have you had the chance to compare it to uh, Vive? I like the controllers for the Vi- for the Oculus better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've they're heard a lot the Vive more natural. Headset is a lot more comfortable. Um, it is. Uh, it's a it's a lot lighter. Um, which That's is nice. Nice. Uh. I would say that the screens are basically comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're going to come out with a new one anytime soon. I don't think it's going to be... It's going to be at least 2018, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, it still seems like they're not really sure if they want to make it a destination thing. Like, in the kind of... like. What? It, it feels like fewer people are buying it like the initial the people who bought it bought it and that's definitely like the market and they're still kind of going for that but the games still kind of aren't there and it seems like I, a lot I of think they're they're definitely rapidly approaching uh, i would like to see website. that like there's stuff like star trek bridge crew which i think is probably uh, the most the premiere right now like vr experience with your friends that's sort of what i mean by destination though like it seems like that kind of a game works really well as like almost a theme park kind of thing oh like yeah 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 and i'm wondering if that's a direction it'll go i think that so like knowing what i know about vr ar xr and stuff like that it's like the application xr xr is okay so like xr is like the it's extended reality which is basically the coverall term for any of the AR like VR, blank, yeah, X, okay, like whatever okay. AR VR, okay, um, TR, which is theater reality, which is its own weird thing. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> it's too um, much. Calm down, people. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I I don't really work in that space so much, but uh, the interesting thing about it is that there's a lot of there's a lot of sense that VR is going to be in AR a lot more useful in aspects outside of gaming, which I think is a big thing that both uh, Oculus and uh, HTC slash Valve are kind of looking at. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that said, like looking at the games that are coming out right now, like they're they're getting a lot better. Yeah. And they're they're be, they're becoming more interesting, and I think you know it's still it's still definitely like in its sort of infancy where people are still figuring stuff figuring stuff out. But uh, I I think it is it is getting a lot better because like yeah that that game Echo Arena came out with a single player game, so the Echo Arena is free. Anyone can play it. It's a free multiplayer game. But they made a single-player version of the game. Not the game, but like a single-player version that uses the same set of controls that, um, from what I've heard, is actually a very, very interesting single-player experience. Because like a lot of the big thing about that game is like you can literally grab onto stuff and kind of momentum throw yourself. Hmm. Um, and like you can grab onto other people and you can, like if you're holding onto someone's leg, it like, you drag, get dragged along because you're in zero G. The um, enemy's gate is down. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the interesting about that thing is that, like, I think there is a woman character. Like, I haven't actually played it. This is something I've only heard um, secondhand. Was, but there's a woman character where one player at the time accidentally, like, just, like, grabbed onto her, like, not really thinking about it, but, like, grabbed onto her boob or something. And, like, she looked at you with, like, a dirty look and said, like, get your Ooh. hands off of it. Like, it like, was literally legitimate. Like, the ki- the person wasn't really thinking about it. Like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a game. I'm just going like, to, yeah. attach on. And it's just like, oh, that meant something because like this is not like a normal game where you're just like following someone it's yeah like, that's a very deliberate actually, yeah, thing which i think is like super hmm. i think that's a very interesting thing to like code in essentially yeah well that's going back into sort of easter eggs in the game or metagame stuff yeah yeah a little bit uh, anyway, I know you had something that we didn't get to in the last time, maybe oh, yeah. two times. No, it was last time. Okay. Um, it was similar because like, I remember if anyone remembers, I was complaining about Player on Battlegrounds and the yes. sort of key stuff, which 
admittedly like looking back on it like i'm not sure i as much disagreed with it because it turns out you can it turns out there are things you can actually get for free still you can still purchase crates for free using the in-game money and still get free clothes um but they do have special crates that you can open with keys that are limited time only and whatever and like i think that's all fine and dandy um again it's cosmetics you don't have to buy them i think my me personally i see that as like probably the best sort of way to do microtransactions but i have seen an argument for why they are bad and a part of this kind of comes from the whole like section of um game or society for lack of a better word that really hated deal hates dlc in general yeah and like the concept of a dlc um and kind of like where do where what at what point does DLC actually like become like from this like thing that's like okay from bad because like when you think about the way that player unknown battlegrounds and essentially Counter Strike Go works, it's essentially in a in a weird way gambling because you basically open these crates for money and you have a chance to get one of these items. So it, may, it might be rare, it might not be rare. So like that kind of you know that kind of there's been studies out there that like kind of play on that whole psychological part of where it's like well if I just like buy another one maybe i'll get it like yep. it plays onto that very addictive gambling feeling and there are a lot of games like i remember over in china like they just recently announced laws where any game that has these sort of loot box systems needs to publicly state what exactly are the loot percentages or loot drop percentages for these um, particular items in order to bring that number because like otherwise you don't really know and you, you kind of like try to play the system because you're like oh there's like a five percent chance like i can if I buy 20 of these, then I'll, I'm bound to get it or something, right? Yeah. So it's like, you get stuff that's, like, really disgusting like that. And then on the other hand, you hear things about, like, what Nintendo is doing, right? With uh, the new Metroid. I think the Metroid on the 3DS, like, it's a Metroid 2 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid 2 remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, sorry, they was, essentially said that, like, there's a difficulty mode in that game that can only be unlocked if you tap an amiibo, a specific Metroid amiibo onto it and it's like so that means like in order to do this i have to buy like a ten dollar physical figurine in order to get that and like there's a lot of like stuff that's been gate uh locked like that for yeah Nintendo and, and, games. and breath of the wild has some similar stuff with the amiibo but i i don't know about the metroid one i know that with breath of the wild there's a lot of stuff you can only get in the game like epona like epona yeah or uh if or like you can get the hero of time armor which is or the hero of the wind armor or something that like that which is super cool but none of it is ne- really necessary like the, it doesn't really become a big part of the game one way or another to do that but yeah but like for that metro thing you're it feels like you're you're locking this entire game mode behind an amiibo which is like it is weird for a full difficulty to be locked by that yeah or like gameplay aspects to be locked behind these uh, amiibo characters it's definitely a game that i wouldn't buy specifically because that pisses me off yeah yeah but it's like it's the kind of that's very much like i think that very much gets into what some people really hate about dlc and i think they get to the point where it's like come on you're saying that about literally any dlc and that's just not true yeah whereas they're saying you know you deliberately didn't finish this game just so you could charge people more for this thing and this is kind of bordering on that a little bit it's yeah what is what is that horror game where you film with the camera fatal Uh, frame or Or outlast Outlast. Outlast. (laughs) yeah Outlast. i'm like to get fatal frame that's old school that's very old school Uh, i love fatal frame that's my game for outlast the first outlast was super good yeah it had nothing to do with the game itself it was it, that, in my opinion, is what DLC is supposed to be. And I think... Like, yeah, you look at stuff like The Witcher, right? Yeah. Where the Witcher 3 DLCs are basically the entirety of the game. Um, the thing the thing that I think Zach was kind of pointing to with the whole people intentionally leaving things out of game development, um, nine times out of ten, I don't think that's actually a valid criticism. No, I, I don't I don't uh, either. I know, I, I know, I know. Um, but it's more of like, because I think it's because, um, and hopefully maybe this if anyone is listening and doesn't understand how game development works is that there is a section of time between gold to release. And nowadays you commonly see that that amount of time is commonly meant because what they release on the gold release, which is what they release on disc or the initial download is actually not a finished game because it's not patched. And usually that those day one patches are that amount of time spent bug fixing in order to get something on time Mm -hmm. because games are always not on time and there is never enough time that's just like 
a thing about game development. I They're, feel like that's the thing about almost any project is it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, the problem with, like, game development is, like, it's not necessarily that it's never going to be perfect. It's that it's actually not playable when no. you hit gold most yeah. of the time now. Because, yeah. because of the Because of the constraints of modern-day development and, mm-hmm. like, patching is now available things it's like yeah it's so easy to just fix the broken stuff on day one fix yeah. like you post, can send yeah. out send broken games yeah. to be put on and disc then, and it doesn't actually hurt anything and then like, you have to wait two hours for your update yeah <laughs> but then hopefully you have like a team that's also working on additional content that couldn't make it into the real game and is working on that in parallel which is why you see these like in parallel like in parallel in parallel to the people that are no, working. No, 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 sorry. Just the way you said it was really funny. Oh. You're like, in parallel. Parallel. <laughs> parallel. Um, but while the same team is working on this sort of day one patch stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so I think like a lot of the time where you get something that is super integral to, integral to the story, it's because people are working on these things right before launch. Like, yeah. And like, I, I want to say that that is a reason why you see a lot of some of these types of DLC. A lot of times, it, I, I'm sure a lot of times it's a, it's a different team that's working on that thing. And they're or not... like a much smaller team. Yeah. And it's, and then you like, like, you know, that one can get, get kind of fantasy, but it's like, you then you also now going back to the sort of CSGO stuff, it's like, deal, like microtransaction practices that kind of prey on the sort of psychological stuff, even though it doesn't give you any benefit in game. Because I think universally anyone that sees a pay to win scenario like something like Clash Royale for example where you can literally pay to get better cards and you can just beat the shit out of people because you have better cards um is kind of like something that's kind of shitty but then you when I say that like literally as I was saying that I thought of something it's like well you pay money to get better cards well like Hearthstone which essentially is like a corollary yeah. to magic yep. yep it's like if you want to play magic competitively you gotta spend. You definitely a pay to win that game. You gotta yep. pay to, You gotta. You gotta spend a good th- few thousand dollars to get like a good deck because some of those cards are like completely necessary to the meta that are needed. Hearthstone is almost the same way. You like you have to purchase these <laughs> decks. You can't trade them. Uh, I think. Yeah, you can't trade in Hearthstone, but you can just buy decks. That's a game that I will never ever download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is weird to think about that analog with Hearthstone. Like, I never really thought of Hearthstone as being kind of a pay-to-win, but it kind of is, in yeah. a way. It, it's very much, you need to have certain things. I mean, you you can get away with, like, at, at certain levels of meta, right? But, like, you're not really going to be playing competitively to the, like, you if you want to play, you know, at a certain level, you're going to need certain cards because that's just the only hard counter to, uh, like, another really rare card that's out there. Yeah. Definitely, that's a, that is kind of an interesting. It's like interesting moral quandaries about like how how microtransactions are developed. It's like, especially the ones that do prey on people psychologically. It's like, should games be more careful about this? Should there even be? Should like, because like at what point does something become gambling? Because you you start and at going what to that point? fine line. Because like that's what happened with the CS:GO. Yeah, gam like actual gambling shit. And I, I wonder also at what point does it become the company being corrupted by it, like getting to that point where they're starting to get into that. Like I'm trying to think of the name of it. Like the, basically the games that you see ads for with Kate Upton or whatever, all the like time, like game of war, the game stuff of made war. By yeah. The, the stuff that exists entirely for no other purpose than to drive, to well, no, drive no, yeah. money out of people. It's, it's paid to not no, lose. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I've, I've seen those games and like I've had, I remember I talked to somebody that had played one of them. Um, and was more researching about it, and it was like, like, yeah, like if you really wanted to get to a point where you you, you would plateau, and like the only way to really get past that is to pay money. I, I know people are saying that about Fortnite, which is that new, yeah, uh, I've heard that whatever as well. game that just came out, like where you can buy llamas, yeah, like llama pinatas, basically. But like at a certain point, you do plateau, and it's like, are is this game designed to make me pay more, pay money? And then that that, yes, but but like yeah, that's where it gets like you get into this sort of like weird moral quandary. It's like, well, I need these boosts in order to get better at the game, and it's not cosmetic. And I think that's where it gets really. But I mean, when you really talk shady. about a game like Game of War, I mean, it's free to download. They have to make their money somewhere. It's different in it, a game it, where you bought the game. It, I, with, I think with Game of War though, they it's pretty predatory. I don't know if you've read some of the stories, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, it totally is. I'm not saying that they're not 
not good people. Yeah, it, but it's, it's but like I I also don't think that just because you pay for a game makes that instantly like not okay to or like not no, necessarily not okay. I, that's but like, not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that you need to look at it like the predatory way that Game of War gets their money is slightly more excusable because you didn't buy the game in the first place. If it was that kind of predatory tactics in a game that I paid for, uh, I think that that's a lot more of a problem. And I think it would be a lot more of a problem yeah, for a lot like, of people. Free to, free to play is pretty much that sort of, like that's kind of how you make money from a free to play game. Yeah. You like, you have you little things shit. in the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they're, t- they're t- games like I had Peggle on my phone briefly, uh, until it got soup too annoying to get to do the whole because it would be like is it like the energy bullshit yeah it's like okay you have once if you fail it like five times at a level or you restart then what ends up happening is you 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 wait you have to wait (laughs) you have to wait another you know sometimes and it keeps going up and up and up with how much you have to wait uh, and you know you can pay to take away that weight. Yeah, and there it, was that quiz game annoying. that was popular, the trivia game that you played with your trivia with friends or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. the one where you had like the like the thing on top and like you would say like you had to try to guess like had the person guess what? No, it was no, 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 no. That's heads up. Uh, I think it was it was similar to words with friends, yeah, but it was like I I always called it trivia with friends, so yeah, I don't know it, what the real game is. I don't know the is. real one, but, but it was you similar. only got a, a certain number of plays per hour, and then you had to buy more if you wanted to yeah. play more. And, and then, I, I hit that point. I was like, I guess I'm never playing this game yeah, again as long as I live. It's just super annoying. Uh, I mean, it, it again, with Peggle, I was sort of willing to forgive it because it was like, all right, well, I got this for free. You got to make money somehow. It's just. Well, that's what ads are for. And then like, and like, yeah. well, I mean, like, yeah, there are ads, but that that's like a whole separate issue because like, you know, some ads can be super intrusive. And there are, I, I've seen a lot of games, especially on idle games, because I'm a terrible person and mm-hmm. I look into the deep dark soul of watching numbers go up yep uh but like sometimes you see like oh it's like a weird minigame it's like drag this thing here like literally that's just yeah. the ad. and it turns out like when you click on it it opens up to game of war it's like yeah that's that's fuck? that's yeah. the thing on when you have like the idle games like i have a solitaire app on my phone and the most frustrating thing in the world with the ads is a lot of the ads have gotten smart enough to disable the close button so there's yeah, until you're done. Yeah, yes. or or, uh, or they'll just like not have it at all, or the close button. It'll look like a close button, but instead you tap on it and suddenly you're somewhere else. It's part of the ad. Yeah, and that is the kind of mostly like, there's like two close buttons. Yeah, and one of them's right and one of them's wrong. It's and the game. It's game of war game, doing that. And it's when like, you take a game like uh, Game of War and it has ads like that in it on top of all the microtransactions, that's infuriating. Yep. Yeah, and it and then like you know you also have things where like you have either gems or diamonds or some other currency which I think has also been proven in uh, psychologically to kind of disconnect about how much money you're actually spending. Yeah, because, that's like, absolutely how they like, do I mean, it. that's how Microsoft points used to fucking work. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely how a lot of those guys do it. They'll have like, oh yeah, it costs 50,000 gold or something like that, yeah. which is the equivalent of about like five bucks. But... Again and again and again and yeah. again. But then you, it's you, a similar you lose. thing with... Um, what is it on Twitch? Bits on Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're taking the money out of... I mean, of... if you think, of, like, if you want to think about the real corollary to, to bits on Twitch, what you did you did what did people used to do when they watched scantily clad girls and would tip money yeah. for camming? Like, that's yeah. basically what Twitch and bits are. That, that is... Like, that. Like if you think case. about it, porn did it first. I mean, <laughs> we all know that porn is the most innovative shit on the internet. So. <laughs> they got to they do it somehow. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely. Just, it just like, like DLC microtransactions, all that stuff. It's totally necessary. And like, I think, I think it kind of sucks. Yeah, and I think it's okay to, at least this is my personal perspective, for a game that I actually enjoy, that I actually like playing, like Player No Battlegrounds. Yeah, I paid thirty dollars for the game, and I'm you know I'm okay with spending more money on the game because I appreciate. It. I spent a lot of money on mm-hmm. League because I wanted really really cool skins because I also liked what the developer was doing with yeah, the game. Yeah, if you want to support yes. them, then it's... Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I would say that, like... I think so long as yeah. it's optional to do yeah. so. Yeah, yeah I think fine. the optional part is, like, is totally fine. It just is, it does get kind of, you know, hard where people start arguing, like, yeah, there is sort of a, a pretense to make you spend more money that they're deliberately trying to do. And for a lot of people, if you're especially if you're not old <coughs> enough and you don't understand this as an adult, 
like a kid that plays player on no battlegrounds that doesn't really understand how kids should not that works that i mean sure <laughs> that's not going to stop them no it's not but it's like that kind of gets into that weird sort of section of things right so. yeah it's a problem there isn't yeah it, it's it's definitely I, you know it's not a problem it's it's a perception thing and i think people need to think yeah. it through a little yeah. more rather yeah, than I, just being angry yeah, the, 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 I remember the drama with Player Unknown Battlegrounds was because they didn't actually say they were going to keep normal crates in, so people thought they were removing yeah. the crates away. It did so, seem like the, the whole, whole, the whole pulling thing. things away. Yeah, it's it all did seem like the outrage went away when they're like, "Oh, sorry, we forgot to say the crates are still going to be there. These are just special crates. Don't worry about it. Calm down." Yeah, yeah, it did seem like it was at least mitigated somewhat when they mentioned that. So, yeah, yeah. also going to be an interesting thing to see develop as time goes on i'd love to see that in professional gaming tournaments i'd watch the hell out of that <laughs> i mean like like for league of legends i know certain skins are banned because it much it makes it harder for the opponent to see certain is that uh, true abilities. that's very interesting like like hmm. yeah like there's a that seems like poor development to me well like there, there's a skin for league of legends for blitzcrank which is i blitzcrank which is like the best skin for blitzcrank it looks fucking awesome it's like this like giant like white Thing, but it's like the way that it grabs is normally like a giant claw that like has a like a giant thing that like shoots yeah, yeah, out yeah. from your character and grabs onto something. Yeah, yeah. For Eye Blitzcrank, it's like this sort of like futuristic thing. So it's just a beam, like a very transparent beam and a white orb that hits another character. And that oh, so much it's less to it's see. less obvious. It's... Yeah. yeah. Well, very interesting stuff. Thank you for uh, thank you for guys for coming and sharing your thoughts. Definitely feel like is. It's quite fun. I'm very hungry, though. Yeah. So. I feel like I'm dehydrated. Find us on social media. Yeah, that too. Absolutely. Find us on Facebook, the Twitter, the... Not Instagram. I don't know where I was going with that. Mostly just Facebook and Twitter. Yep. <laughs> we could we like we could eventually have a Tumblr blog without uh, not, not, not anonymous asks. That'd be terrible. Yeah, that'd be a bit much. We'll get there at some point. Well, thanks for tuning in, and... Uh, have yeah. a great rest of your day. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I am so dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I'm just... I don't know I why. I think I'm quite sunburned.